Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni and today we're talking with Jen Hoy. She's a Taunton native, the director of creative and content at Acceleration Partners, but more importantly, she's a mental health and suicide prevention advocate. Jen lost her brother Teddy to suicide in May of 2017 and has been working passionately to help other lost survivors along in their journey as well as her own. And even more incredibly, Jen is in the process of running three marathons in one year. She was selected to represent Team AFSP. She's already completed the LA and Boston marathons. She's now going to take on the Chicago marathon. She's going to be joined by her husband, James, when he also runs and represents Team AFSP for the first time in Chicago. Good morning, Jen. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Okay, let's start first with your backstory. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and your work, and then we'll talk about your connection to Team AFSP. Um, so I live in Taunton, but I grew up um, just outside of Boston in Everett, part of a big Sicilian family. Um, we were super close, and my brother Teddy and I were about 18 months apart, so we spent every minute of our free-range 1980s childhood together just roaming around. I've lived in Taunton for 24 years, um, where my husband grew up. James and I have been married for 25 years. Uh, we have three kids, Jimmy, Abby, and Joey. And we live with my large menagerie of animals, three <laughs> dogs, a cat, and chickens. Whoa, that's a lot. That's a full house. <laughs> it is. I'm <laughs> always looking to add more animals. Oh, that is a lot. Well, you lost your brother, Teddy, to suicide on May 5th of 2017. So let's talk about him. Talk about the person he was and will always be to you. I know he worked in the Massachusetts Department of Conservation and Recreation as a ranger, and he was stationed at the State House for nearly 20 years. Share share Teddy's story with us, if you can. Sure. Um, my brother, Teddy, was a kind and gentle soul. He had the biggest smile and an impish sense of humor. Um, he was just a natural giver. He was always ready and willing to help family, friends, and sometimes even strangers he met during his 20-year career at the State House. You know, growing up, we were super close. And I took my job as his protector pretty seriously. He was born four months early and weighed about a half a pound in the wow. 1970s. So he was truly a miracle. And 
although I like to boss him around nonstop, I was ready and willing to stand up to anyone who gave him any grief. My kids adored Uncle Teddy. Usually when they got together, it ended with me yelling at all of them because they, he would encourage them to do bizarre and funny things. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a super practical joker. One April Fool's Day, he helped my older son replace all of the photos in my house with pictures of my brother. Um, <laughs> and I didn't notice until halfway through my work day. And I looked around and I realized well, my brother's face was everywhere. Oh my God, that's a good, that's a good prank. It, that was one of the more mild ones that my brother did. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of laughing. Talk to us about how you connected with AFSP, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and how their support, particularly the Massachusetts chapter, helped your family through the grieving and the healing process. So just when the pandemic started in 2020, um, I was like probably at my lowest point following my brother's death. And I felt like I had never um, processed the grief and I had started walking to clear my mind and talk to my brother. And the following year, I saw this, this thing on social media about walking a marathon in a month to raise funds and awareness for suicide prevention with AFSP. And so I figured, I'll, I'll just try it out. But I walked a marathon every few days. So I set my goal at 300 miles for the month. And, and over the marathon in a month, I completed the 300 miles. But more importantly, I was connected with people at AFSP, AFSP, people who had lost others to suicide. And I started to realize that even though this is that club nobody ever wants to be in, mm. it's an amazingly supportive community. And AFSP has so many tools and resources available. And I started to see that a, I wasn't alone, but things that I was feeling that I thought were like wrong, that yeah. were just totally normal. And so... From then on, you know, I adore everyone at AFSC, and I I really support everything that that they stand for and everything they do. I imagine it was super important for you, for your family, your parents, to be able to share those emotions and experiences with other lost survivors. And I, I just want you to talk just a little bit more about that and about, you know, how important it is to be able to share that with other people who know what you're going through. Yeah, I mean... Suicide loss, it's traumatic in and of itself, but a lot of times people hide their grief or hide their emotions. And I think when I first started being open about everything that I was feeling, a lot of people in my family felt uncomfortable because of the kind of stigma around suicide. Sure, yeah. But but then as I started to share that, and people would reach out and say, oh, I'm feeling that way too. And we would start to talk and just talking helped us not heal, but feel a little more comfortable with our grief. And it it helped us find a path forward, like how we're able to carry our grief and still live a fulfilling life. Jen, you've done an incredible job, really, honoring your brother's memory, not just with your advocacy, but with your physical activity, too. You captained Team Teddy for the Samaritan's 5K Run Walk for Suicide Prevention, and you founded the Healing Miles Remembrance Walks. Tell us about how you started the Healing Miles Walks, because 
I think your reasoning for why you did it will be really relatable to many of our listeners who may have suffered a loss in their family as well. Tell us about that and how you got started. Well, with many in-person events that were canceled in 2020, I, I wanted to think how I could participate in this the Samaritans Walk virtually, but still impact other people who have experienced a suicide loss or who were in crisis. And so I started, I offered to dedicate the first 5K walk of every day through the month of September, which is National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, to other people's loved ones. And I, I offered in an online suicide loss survivor group. But within minutes, I received more photos and names and stories than I could possibly honor in just one month. And I started to think, what would my brother do? And Teddy was such a giving person. Like, he would walk a thousand miles if it meant carrying somebody's grief even for a minute. Mm -hmm. And so that's where Healing Miles came from. Um, Kind of the the horrible piece of it is that I could walk or run for the rest of my life and only touch a fraction of of those who have been impacted. But the, the beautiful piece of it is that I'm able to help others share the memory of their loved ones and let other people know they're not alone uh, and give people resources and tools if they are in crisis or they're supporting somebody through a crisis. All right, so now we have to talk about the marathons because I'm just in awe that you're doing this. This year alone, you set a goal to run three marathons in one year. What in the world made you decide to do that and why three? All right, so... (laughs) Kind of, kind of one of my impulsive decisions, like getting oh. chickens, um, okay. <laughs> that my brother would normally talk me out of, to be honest. So after Marathon in a Month, AFST opened up the application for the 2021 Boston Marathon, which was going to be in October that year. I figured I'll apply. Like, Teddy loved everything about Boston. He loved the Boston Marathon. He always worked on that day. Like, it was super important to him. But I hadn't run since high school when, like, Vanilla Ice was popular. Oh, my God. So I figured, <laughs> I'm going to apply. I'm not going to get one of the bibs, but at least I applied. Well, I got a bib. And then I was like, okay, now I have to run. So I started training in July of 2021 and completed the 2021 Boston Marathon with Team AFSP. I don't even know how I did it. but No, it's amazing. I'm and- the finish line, and I'm like... I'm never doing this again, but in the car, I had already emailed Steve Moore about Team AFSP in Chicago. Wow. And you know, and you did LA too. So I'm just wondering, because everybody talks about the Boston Marathon, of course, it's, I think it's one of the hardest ones to run. Which was an easier run road-wise, LA or Boston? Each has its own unique features like the thing about LA is that the city doesn't shut down in the way that Boston does oh really Um, oh okay that hard part was navigating a lot of people crossing the street with groceries and stuff wow Um, and with LA it was I did the half marathon for the charity and I I got lost at the end and ran an extra half mile oh no oh no no, there's more (laughs) Extra. I don't know that I could do that. Well, that kind of answers my next question, which is which city had the more inspiring roadside crowd. But it sounds like Boston makes more of an event, focuses more on it than L.A. does. So, yeah, absolutely. Like Boston was a truly magical experience. Um, And I'm not an elite runner. I'm the slowest runner on Earth. And I had no illusions that I was going to do well. So 
I high-fived every little kid. I stopped and pat dogs. I talked to people. I gave people hugs. And coming from Boston, I had friends and family surprise me all along the race course. And, and that really helped me get through the day. Yeah. And, you know, our colleague, David O'Leary, um, you know, ran the Boston Marathon. And when Sue and I went down there and we had signs we were holding, he said that one of the most impactful things are the people on the side with the signs and the encouragement and the inspiration that you get from the crowd on the side of the road. I mean, I think most people running these marathons are not elite runners. And it's it's just the it's the motivation that the crowd gives that really makes you make it to the end. That's absolutely true. And we should also note that Team AFSP is incredible. They donate over a thousand Boston Marathon bibs to select nonprofits throughout the community. So, you know, they're they're doing incredible things. I just want to ask you what the training has been like as well, because I've been haunting David every day about, you know, how how do you run twenty miles on a Saturday? How do you do that? What's the secret to keeping your body, you know, at a good pace? Do you do anything special? Any tricks for preparation as you're training? It's a lot more work than I thought. Like when I first applied to the that first Boston Marathon, I was like, all right, I'll just get a pair of sneakers and I'll run. But it's so much more. There's stretching and sleep and nutrition and taking care of yourself. In the second Boston Marathon, the 2022, this past spring, my back was, was hurting. And following that, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to run. But, you know, I talked with other runners like David and other members of the team. And I worked with physical therapists and Really, you have to be disciplined in your training because if you miss a couple of runs, it's not a big deal. But if you miss a couple of weeks, you're that much further behind. And um, my 20-mile run for Chicago training, I completed before I started work one Friday morning. And that took a lot of planning because I needed to go to sleep super early to get up at 3.30, run my 20 miles, get home and be online for work by like, I think I started about 10 o'clock. Oh my God. That is dedication. That's impressive. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. We've been talking with Jen Hoy. She's a Taunton native who's been working tirelessly as a mental health and suicide prevention advocate after losing her brother Teddy to suicide in May of 2017. Jen has been working passionately to help other lost survivors along in their journey as well as her own and to help normalize conversations around mental health and to show others that you're never alone. Jen was selected to represent Team AFSP in the Chicago Marathon, which is happening today. Let's get back to our conversation. So Jen, you know, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention is an amazing organization. I don't have to tell you that. But can you talk a little bit more about some of the events and the programs that they offer to those in need of help? Sure. There are so many. So AFSP is the largest suicide prevention organization in the country. And more of their fundraising dollars go towards their research, advocacy, loss survivor support, and prevention um, initiatives and programming. One piece that I am connected with is the Talk Save Lives program, and it's a community suicide prevention training. Uh, And it, it just shows how anyone, any one of us, can help somebody in crisis. You don't need to be trained. Like, you don't need to be a trained professional, but it's super important. And when people start to see some of the data and statistics surrounding suicide, suicide loss, and the impact 
of just reaching out to somebody, their eyes really open wide and they think, wow, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize. Right. Um, AFSP also offers suicide uh, loss survivor support through their healing conversations. Uh, we are finishing up AFSP's Out of the Darkness Walk season. So I think the last one in Massachusetts is October 22nd in Boston. And their events for families impacted by suicide to come together and they walk together in solidarity. But, you know, there are resources available at these events and everyone wears honor beads to show what your relationship to the organization is. And it's really a beautiful experience. What's the best way for people listening to help? Is it monetary donations, volunteering? Um, I would recommend that you go online to AFSP.org and there are different sections. If you've lost somebody to suicide, if you're supporting somebody through a crisis, or if you need help yourself, get involved. If you need support, reach out. If you're able to donate, um, please, please do. And get involved. You can volunteer at walks. You can start a team, your own team at walks. Um, I know there are campus walks as well, and that's a great way for the younger, young adults to get involved. And I know there's also a new 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. We actually talked about it on our morning show. So instead of having to look up and remember a long phone number, this is a much easier way for people to connect. And for anyone listening, can you share a little bit or anything that you know about the Lifeline and what it provides, the service that it provides when you call? Yep, and, and you can call or text. Oh, great. 24 7. Uh, so, 988 is a simple number to remember. It's similar to 911. These are trained professionals, you know, on the trained crisis hotline workers. And you can call or text 24 7. Um, and it, it's not just if you're in crisis. If you are worried about somebody, mm-hmm. you can contact 988 and they can help you through that and, and make some suggestions for you. Jen, why do you think there's such a stigma attached to mental health conversations? I mean, it's something I've always wondered about. I mean, we talk about, you know, physical health as in losing weight and diets, but mental health is physical health. So why is there such a stigma attached to it? You know, I think about this a lot. And when we look at older generations, they were brought up in a culture where you needed to be strong. Yeah. And being strong meant not showing any weakness, not showing any emotion. And then we have a lot of like cultural and religious stigma around suicide as well. And so I think it's hard for people to talk about it in a way that they feel normal. But like if I broke my arm, Mm -hmm. I would go to the hospital. I consider my mental health the same. And I think by continually talking about it and being open and we make it more normal to discuss, I think people will become more comfortable. And the fact is that one in four people is going to experience a mental health crisis in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's not like one person over in the shadows. You know, I, I walk for these people healing miles, and it's, it's really sad to see that suicide doesn't discriminate. It's people of all walks of life, um, all races, all genders, all, you know, religions, People ranging in age from adults down to a 10-year-old. And, and that makes me nervous because we don't talk about mental health enough. 
However, suicide is the second leading cause of death for kids ages 10 through 24. Wow. Jen, what do you hope to see in the future when it comes to how we deal with mental health? You know, how we talk about it and how we treat those suffering through it. I would love to see mental health and suicide prevention education incorporated into normal health curriculum beginning in elementary school. Mm. I'd like to see people like feel comfortable so that they develop health-seeking behaviors instead of hiding their grief or hiding their depression until it's too late. You know, Jen, you've gone through a lot. Your family has been through a lot and you're still continuing to heal. Who would you say is maybe someone in your life that has has been your inspiration, a positive force in your life that's helped you through your journey? Just my, my family is amazing. You know, in the beginning, and they were like, you know, we're not sure. But my youngest was like, Mom, you're going to win the Boston Marathon. <laughs> I'm not, but I appreciate it. And my family has been super supportive and always telling me, you know, you can do this. Don't worry. And then also my best, my best friend, Jen. We've been through everything together. We met when we were 13, and she's been by my side through this whole thing. And during the last Boston Marathon, I started to slow down in mile 20 because of my back. And she texted me because she had been following along in the Boston Marathon app and sent me an all-caps message that was like, you got this. Take a breath. I believe in you. Um, In some words, I can't say probably on the radio. (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> I love like, it though. It's, it's the support. It's the support of my family, yeah, and my friends that really keeps me going. And whenever I'm in a tough spot in a race, I always talk to my brother and I'll say, "Like, come on, Ted. Like, let's go. You need to help me yeah. because I know somewhere he's out there laughing that I'm running a race because <laughs> of him." Yeah. Can people donate still to your to your page, to Team AFSP, for your run in Chicago? I believe so, yes. Okay, and we're going to put a link up for anyone listening that wants to donate to Jen's, uh, to Jen's page to help Team AFSP running. And the Chicago Marathon is happening today, so you can go right to magic1067.com, and we'll have a direct link right there to her page. You know, And as always, if anyone, if you or anyone you know is struggling, please call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. You can find all of the resources you need at afsp.org. Jen, it's been a real pleasure talking with you this morning. Thank you for sharing your brother, Teddy's memory with us. You know, your strength and courage to talk and share about it is so important for others to hear. You know, I just wish your family continued healing and love, and I so appreciate you sharing this with us today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you to Jen Hoy for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. We talk with celebrities and CEOs, but we also want to hear from your neighbors, your coworkers, and friends who are quietly making an impact in their communities. Go to magic1067.com and email us if you have someone you'd like us to feature on the show. And you can find us on Instagram at sue.tab and at Kendra the Entertainer. We love hearing from you and be sure to join us every Sunday morning for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 